Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growls Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to House and Growls, please follow the link in the show notes, or head to houseandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. I mean, I'm having fun over there. And the Wolves seem like they actually might be good again. So I'd love for you to zip over there and give it a look. But perhaps the most important part of that little intro is that the Wolves seem like they might be good again. It's felt like that a lot this season. And almost every time it's been ripped away from us pretty quickly. Almost straight after I've jumped on my soapbox and proclaimed that this team is finally starting to gel. But of all of those times, it kind of feels like this time might be the most sustainable. Now, I know that sentence could crumble in an instant, but to beat the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Kings in back-to-back-to-back games is an achievement of which this team just hasn't come close to this season. For reference, when they played those games, the Grizzlies were second in the West, the Kings in this game were third in the West, And the Pelicans were fourth. They've now dropped down to fifth, but they were fourth when Minnesota played and beat them. There's no way to get around how good of a three-game stretch that is for this Wolves team, especially considering how inconsistent they've been and how close the standings are in the West. But they were consistent in these games. Maybe there was a brief six or seven minutes where the Pelicans got on top of them in that second quarter. And there, were probably, there was probably a five-minute period where Sacramento started to percolate in this game. But aside from that, I don't think the Wolves have strung together full games like this at all this season. And to me, at least, I think Minnesota's defense has stood out for some time now. So that's why this episode's number is 112.2112.2, as in the 112.2 defensive rating that Minnesota posted in this game. Let's take a break and then dive a little deeper into that number. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I think the first thing to point out when you're looking at defensive rating numbers this season is that that 112.2 number a few years back would have actually been a pretty poor number. It's kind of crazy how even just in this year alone, offenses have climbed so far above defenses and giving up 112.2 points per 100 possession is actually a good thing. This season, that number would have ranked as the ninth best defense in the league. But if you go back to 2018-2019, the Timberwolves actually had a 112.2 defensive rating for the season. The exact same number as they had in this game. And they ended up with the 25th best defense for the season. 25th. And that would be 9th this season. So that's how big the difference is in just a couple of years. The offense this season is crazy. And I don't even think that means the defense is necessarily bad. They are just stretched to the point of breaking by a league that is chock full of shooters and creators and it's making these efficiency numbers just skyrocket on a nightly basis so I kind of make that point to really exaggerate that not only was that 112.2 defensive rating from this game by the Wolves really impressive but the fact that that number is actually worse than what they've been putting up lately And it's likely only worse because Sacramento are currently the best offensive team in basketball with a 117.5 offensive rating. Means that this defensive performance was actually just really, really good. And the Sacramento Kings are really, really good. And it is really, really hard to keep them to a low number. So that's established that 112.2 is good. But it's actually at the bad end of Minnesota's recent stretch of games. If you take it back to the first of this year... That's 15 games. They have a 112.3 defensive rating. Very, very similar to tonight's effort, right? But if you take it back to the last 10 games, they have a 111.5 defensive rating. That's the fifth best mark in the league over the last 10 games. If you take it back to the last five games, it's 105.1. That's the second best defense over that five-game span. And if you take it back to just this three-game win streak that we've been focusing on, then it's a 104.3 defensive rating, which still ranks second in the league over that last three games behind the Miami Heat, who have just been really, really good defensively lately. And it just feels that way, doesn't it? I think it's a lifted energy from everybody that you can see through your TV screen or you can see when you're in in the arena watching. Maybe it's kind of the thing that this team has in a toolbox against good teams. I mean, we certainly have seen nights where they don't bring this defense against bad teams. But it's also been getting Rudy Gobert back, right? Like, he is the commander of this defense. Now, I know that we talk about the trade. We talk about how bad it was, how much of an overpay it was, how bad Rudy Gobert has been this season compared to previous versions of himself. But at the end of the day, even with all those facts being facts, he is the commander of this defense. And when he's playing well defensively, then Minnesota is a much, much better team defensively. As I said earlier, scoring is out of control this season. Defenses are drowning on a nightly basis. So to put up 
elite, elite defensive numbers over this little three-game stretch against really great offenses is a testament to every player on this team and every coach on the coaching staff. But Rudy has kind of quietly regained some of his peak Utah Jazz form of late. He has been everywhere, whether it is actually blocking shots or walling up to protect shots, or my favorite personally, just forcing players to U-turn away from the rim. And in particular, that rim deterrence was massive in this game. There's no real number for that in the everyday box score, which kind of makes it harder to track and harder to appreciate. People look for blocks and they look for steals. And they even look at what the big man opposite Rudy Gobert on the other team shot from the field against Gobert. But what he does extends way past that. At least it did consistently in Utah, and it's starting to be an ever-present for this Wolves team lately as well. The only real number you can find is the rim rim deterrence metric on Basketball Index, which is a really great stats tool and worth looking into. Basketball Index, they have some really good numbers over there, and I think they're really trustworthy. I know a few guys who do work on those stats, and they are really, really smart people, so I do trust these numbers. I know defensive numbers in general can be pretty noisy and pretty wonky, but this is one of the the better sites in general. And according to that rim deterrence metric over there, opponents attack the rim 2.82% less when Gobert is on the floor this season, which ranks in the 84th percentile. Admittedly, that is pretty good and maybe higher than I actually thought before I went and looked looked at these numbers because he has struggled a little bit defensively this season. He has looked a little bit less athletic, a little bit less likely to challenge guys at the rim, a little bit easier to attack, and it has seemed like teams have been more willing to attack him. But last season, that number was higher. It was 3.34%, and that ranked in the high 80s percentile as well. And if you go back to 2018-2019, it was at 18%, which is actually one of the best numbers of all time. So Rudy isn't at his best That 2018-19 season was his best. I think we all know that, that he isn't right there at the moment. But to me, at least from my eye test, that number is skyrocketing lately. I don't have the numbers from, you know, five games ago to now or 10 games ago to now. But it feels like from watching the game that that number must be skyrocketing. This Kings game, I thought it was obvious he forced so many players to back out of the paint or to make an extra pass that probably wasn't warranted and probably junked up their offense a little bit. I think no Memphis Grizzlies player outside of the obviously fearless Jar Morant wanted to attack him in that Grizzlies game. And same thing, I think he spent all night warding off Pelicans as well in that game. If Rudy is doing that, he is a great, great player. And right now, he is doing that, and the Wolves are benefiting from it greatly. Now, they have to go and buck the lead-wide trend of winning a second game on one of these little mini-series against the same team. It is very hard to do. It is very hard to do for any team in the league. It's hard to play a team one night and then back that up the next night or two nights later and beat them again. And Minnesota have had troubles with that as well, just like most teams have. And the Sacramento Kings are not an easy beat by any means. They will be fired up to come and kind of right the wrongs of this game and... Like I said, they are one of the great offenses in the league, maybe the best offense in the league this season. And 
this, I guess, will be another chance to test this Wolves' improving defense. So I'll be here to discuss that game. I hope you will be too.